You'd be fumbling for your seatbelt Flying down the road Or shaving in the rearview mirror He drove that Lincoln Continental Like a 944 He used it like an old John Deere And I'd be hanging on Wide-eyed and smiling That country road Still seems so clear Cause all we have Are moments Little else remains A motion picture Always moving Frame by a lifetime of a man's unwanted treasure Garbage to the untrained eye But if I had a nickel For every time you had a washer Nuts and bolts just the perfect size Saving, patching, fixing things up Lessons that are passed on down the line Cause all we have are moments Little else remains Picture always moving frame by frame. Well, I used to roll my eyes at you. My gal does to me About all the things That I now emulate How I drive Like I'm still living In the country How I use A piece of bread To clean my plate We're running out of spaces To keep all Of these spare parts I'm hanging on to just in case Cause all we have are moments Little else remains A motion picture Always moving Frame by frame Motion picture always moving frame by
That's Calgary, Alberta singer-songwriter T. Buckley, with the title track from his new album, Frame by Frame. It's his second solo recording and the follow-up to 2018's Miles We Put Behind, which was nominated for a 2020 Canadian Folk Music Award in the Emerging Artist category. T. Buckley describes Frame by Frame as guided by the loved ones that have shaped his life. And judging by some of the songs that we've been able to play so far from this wonderful storytelling album, that is a very apt description. To learn more about the new recording, we're pleased to welcome T. Buckley to Folk Roots Radio. So it's great to have you join us today. I love the album. Frame by Frame is absolutely fabulous. Why don't you tell me a little bit about you and your music? For sure, Jen. Uh... Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, I've been at it for a little while now, I guess almost almost a decade of writing songs and um, making records. I'm thrilled with the way this last one turned out. I, I kind of had all kinds of plans to, to go do it in Montreal, uh, kind of in early 2020, but then of course the pandemic happened. So um had to rejig things and wound up working in Calgary here uh, at the National Music Center with a cast of Alberta players and stuff and had a blast making it. I don't know. I think that the hope is always that you just see some progress in your own writing and songwriting and in your own craft. And uh, I think this one certainly is a step forward for me. So uh, yeah, thrilled, thrilled that it's out and thrilled that you're uh, that we're chatting about it today. First 10 years of your career, you actually were, you had the T. Buckley Trio. We did three records together. Yeah. Um, so the T. Buckley Trio was myself, Tim Leacock, and Derek Pulliam. Those two fellows helped me kind of make my first real record. Derek, who played bass in the trio, was also a recording engineer. And so we recorded most of that album, gosh, 12 years ago now mm. <laughs> at his little home studio and Tim Leacock who played guitar and mandolin in the trio sort of produced that record and the, and the records, the subsequent records that followed. And I had a blast uh, and learned so much from those guys. Certainly don't regret those times at all. And they were super formative and important for me in my own musical journey. And then, uh, yeah, and then, you know, as time went on, it was sort of time for me to maybe step out and kind of try some other things out. So this record obviously is uh, more of a solo thing, obviously with sport still of some great musicians, but but less of a trio feature and more just sort of my, me and my songs. And uh, the same with the last record that I put out, Miles Would Put Behind, which came out in 2018. So that was sort of my first sort of foray into kind of stepping away from working with those guys and, and, uh, and, trying something different. And Miles, we put behind, I mean, that album was very well received. It was nominated for Canadian Folk Music Award. I always think it's funny because you ended up in the emerging artist category, but then you look back at your discography and think, no, I think he's been around a bit uh, (laughs) before that. Now, you mentioned that you went to Montreal to record with Howard Beilerman for that album. That was kind of what you were planning for this one. Were there any other differences between it? I mean, the pandemic obviously shook everybody's lives up. You were suddenly left, you know, deciding to obviously stay very close to home. And I know, I think when you were, I was reading some of the blurb you put out on the album and you were saying that 
uh, you really wanted to 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 give work to Alberta players, right? You wanted to support your local community. You uh, recorded at the National Music Center as well, so really give an opportunity for people. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I think that was certainly at the forefront of my thought process. There there was a lot of it too that was you know that was obviously logistical considerations with with COVID being a thing and not wanting to be flying back and forth and all this kind of stuff to make an album. But I think in the end, for me, the way we ended up deciding to do it at NMC with local players, the nice thing was too, is I was starting to develop a pretty good relationship with two of the players that are heavily featured on the record, Jesse Dolomont and Mitch J. Kind of since the pandemic had even started, we had, I guess, sort of cohorted, I suppose uh, you could say. And we're trying to still get together um, and, and make music together. Jesse's husband, Jeff Kynock, is the fellow that actually engineered and produced the record. So the four of us spent a lot of time together in those strange months um, as the pandemic dragged on. Um, but we were pretty excited because we knew that we decided we were going to make this record together it felt like a real sort of team team effort everybody cared a lot about the songs and we sat around a lot and just listened to like records we love and records we thought reminded us of the material that i had kind of brought to the table and had a real like i think a real vision for where we wanted to go and what we wanted things to sound like before we got into the studio which was um which was great it was really awesome to kind of have that time and and have have those really talented folks around me to kind of be excited about the tunes and and uh, where we wanted to head with them sort of sonically, I suppose. So let's dig into the songs on the album. Ten tracks, nine originals. Uh, there's actually a, a co-write with John Ward Hannum, Father's Child on there as well. We'll talk about that in a few moments. But I'd like to, to talk about the title track first, because I think this gives you a feel for where the whole album goes. I mean, this this really does feel like a a storytelling record as far as i can gather this song is is very much a song for your grandfather right the interesting thing is i love the story about when you're saying he was taking you to the airport and he was apparently he was calling you george because apparently he calls all his grandsons george i thought that was rather cute yeah yeah he's um he's a real character and to tell you the truth i've been trying to sort of write a tune sort of capturing capturing his unique self uh, for years and have never really hit it and I felt like I was so thrilled when this song started to come out because I really felt like I was kind of getting down to the essence of who the guy is and kind of what he means to to me you know I mean he lives way out in Quispamsis, New Brunswick which is quite a ways from Calgary but I have a lot of fond memories of uh, going out to Quiz Pam in the summers and spending time with my grandparents and stuff. And uh, yeah, I mean, Grampy was the type of guy that uh, he kind of could do pretty much everything. Uh, he, you know, built things, he fixed things, you know, he reused things. He's sort of like the original environmentalist, I think, because he never throws anything out. He hangs on to everything and finds a purpose for it. It was nice to kind of capture that. And then I think 
there's a piece of that tune too, where it's also the sort of handing off of the, uh, you know, the, the sort of traits and quirks that, uh, that families have and how they kind of get passed down <laughs> from generation to generation for better or worse. And my dad, uh, is very similar to him now too. And, uh, obviously portrays a lot of the same qualities as my grandfather. And, uh, and I think I might even find some of those things creeping into my behavior these days, which is a bit scary, but <laughs> that's the way, that's the way things go. Yeah. As far as the, as that song for an album title, I think we just felt like it sort of encapsulated the kind of reflective quality that the record has. It's a lot of me looking back at growing up, the people that were around me and shaped who I became and the people around me in their journeys too, and sort of kind of having an observational lens on that too. And so we just felt like that, that really kind of painted the picture and I think kind of sets you up for for yeah, what the record's going to be, right? Like you say, kind of a storytelling record, um, a reflective record for sure. I actually really love that because you know certainly I'm, you know when I'm playing songs like this on the radio, I I love to tell the story. I mean that's just such a cute story about you know why you wrote the the song for your grandfather, but also the title. I mean frame by frame because you know when it comes down to it, you know life as we age basically becomes a lot of memories and. Each of the songs in this album are memories in, in some form or other, aren't they? Very much so, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of kind of, yeah, just looking back and, and sort of reliving and rethinking some of these experiences that I've had, you know, and, and trying to unpack them a little bit. Like, I've got a couple of young girls now. My, my oldest is five and my youngest is three. So I don't know. I think maybe maybe that's something that happens when you become a parent or something like that. But I'm, uh, yeah, all of a sudden I find myself looking back on my own childhood a lot more and how certain things went and, and people around me and what, what, what that meant to me and how it sort of steered me in different directions, you know, on my own journey, I guess. So this album, Nine Originals, you've got that one song that you wrote with John Ward Hannum. Now, I think he also wrote songs with you for Miles We Put Behind as well, didn't he? He did, yeah. We uh, we collaborated. I think he's got, he's in on two of the tunes on the Miles We Put Behind record. And then, as you mentioned, he's in on one that's on this this record. And um, I got to know John. I mean, I'd, I'd known him for years, but I got to really like kind of know him and become good pals with him when we did a songwriting residency together at the BAMP Center mm. about four years ago now. And uh, he's just, he's a terrific songwriter, somebody that I've looked up to for a long time in that regard. I think the two of us just got along really well in BAMP and and then tried co-writing, like just tried kind of jumping in on on each other's writing process a little bit and found that it worked pretty well for both of us. And have just really kind of continued to try and make a point of getting together and doing that every now and again. And and most times it, it, it works out well. And if it doesn't, then we just, you know, drink some beers and have a good time. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I was really thrilled with the way this, that, that father's child uh, song turned out. And, and it was one of those ones where I think I had kind of the bulk of the idea, but I think John really latched on to what the story was and the thing what it was what it was saying and um and then kind of really brought it home with with the chorus that i think kind of tied tied it together a little bit more so it's neat how bringing in another set of 
set of years uh, and another perspective and a different approach can really make a song better, right? That's T. Buckley with Father's Child from his great new album, Frame by Frame. T. Buckley is our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today, having a great conversation about this wonderful album. As far as songwriting goes, though, can you just take us through your your process? You mentioned, you know, you you get so far with it, and then, you know, if you decide you need help, then maybe, I, I think, you know, you've, you've worked with John Ward Hannum. I think you've also worked with Don Henry as well. Is that right? 
Yeah, that was, I mean, again, a bit of a product of this Banff residency. Yeah. Uh, and Don was actually one of the like faculty people up there. So uh, he's written some songs. He he sort of came up in the Nashville scene as one of these um, uh, guys that worked in like kind of those big old publishing houses back in the day that would, you know, he, he basically clocked in from eight to five as a songwriter, just trying to churn out tunes for, you know, contemporary country mainly. Just a really creative, interesting guy. So uh, yeah, John and I were able to kind of trick him into writing a song, <laughs> which was uh, which was so fun. I mean, we had a blast uh, yeah. uh, working with him. And then yeah, as far as my process goes, generally, I generally start by trying to get out of town for a little bit. Life's pretty busy these days, especially. Uh, and I find a little bit of separation and some time to kind of wind down really helps me kind of get into the mode. And if I can get away for a few days at a time, then I can usually come back with a bulk of some, at least some ideas that are, that I'm, that I'm happy about and some starts on things that I can kind of pick away at after that. But, uh, it does require some solitude, you know, like some real solitude for me anyway. And, uh, and then, yeah, and then I just kind of pick pick away at things. And then as I'm, you know, day to day, if there's anything that kind of comes to me that I think is, you know, interesting or uh, a line that comes to me that I think that I think is kind of cool or a melody or something like that, I, I basically just throw that in my phone. And then I've got those to kind of jump off of uh, when I'm kind of really sitting down with my journal and trying to kind of, you know, put the pen to paper a bit more. Right, which is which is the thing, I guess that you know when you 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 get an idea for a song you want to play, the the final song we're going to play a little later is going to be before I get to turn around, which is a powerful story attached to that. We'll talk about that just before we play it. When you hook in with someone like John Ward Hannum, is that usually when you feel I can't quite get this one over the line? Is that how it works? That's how it's been so far with John. Like we haven't really sat down at the blank sheet between the two of us and gone, okay, what is like, what are we going to write about? Usually one of us has got something and it's close and, and the other, and the other um, it's amazing what just somebody else kind of coming in at it that hasn't been, you know, in the sort of insular spiral that songwriting can be, you know, for however long it's taken weeks or days or months or whatever, uh, can you just kind of come in and go, well, what if that, what if you did that? And it, and all of a sudden this other world of possibilities can open up to you. Right. So co-writing in that sense, especially with somebody you're comfortable with, which, you know, John and I are, like I say, are, are pretty good pals can be really rewarding in that, in that way for sure. But as far as, yeah, like sitting down, and starting from scratch, co-writing, that's certainly something people do. It's certainly something that's done a lot in the country, like contemporary country. And, right, and down stuff. in Nashville, yeah. Yeah, and I really don't have a ton of experience doing that. It'd be interesting to try, but yeah, it's diff- it would be different. <laughs> Very different, for sure. Yeah. Are you pretty happy with the way things have progressed? You know, I mean, I, I get the sense that, you know, moving out of the trio and becoming a solo artist, surrounding himself with musicians you really feel comfortable with is a really good fit for you. I mean, do you ever see that maybe you want to, you know, get that solid band and stay with it? Or are you just comfortable with the idea of, you know, each album is its own project and then you develop 
the personnel around the project. And, you know, it's like I'm going to Montreal, I'm going to, you know, record with Howard Bylam and then, you know, I'm probably maybe using different people than I would if I was staying in Alberta. I don't know. I think that the whole thing really is just you kind of have to, you know, you kind of just have to listen to whatever your gut's telling you a little bit, I think. I mean, I think, you know, obviously um, in working with people in, in a musical sense, it's different than, I don't know. I mean, it's different than a lot of jobs, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So, so the relationships that you, you, you become pretty close with people in these like very unique specific circumstances, you know, like recording a record is really quite an interesting time. You know, you're sort of riding these crazy waves of excitement and, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, creativity and then also, you know, there's usually one or two, one or two valleys that you fall into, right, where things aren't going the right way. Um, so it's very, it's very emotional. I feel like you get really close to people. So I mean, even coming out of this last experience, I mean, I feel that much even closer with uh, with Mitch and Jesse, who I mentioned earlier. And the three of us work together a fair bit as a quote unquote trio, off and on now too, you know. And so I mean, you kind of also have to just let those relationships do whatever they're going to do. I mean, I love what those two bring to, to my music and hope that I can kind of keep playing with them for a long time to come, but and we'll just kind of have to see where things get to with, you know, the next batch of tunes and kind of what, what they might need and what I feel like they might need. Right. It's hard to know. And again, this is not to throw any, shade on the time that I'd had with Derek and Tim. I mean, that was amazing. But I think stepping away from that certainly freed me up a little bit, maybe, maybe kind of allowed me to say, hey, there's a lot of ways you can do this, you know, and and why not try this out? Why not try that out? And, you know, I think it also sort of validating that um, I feel really good about these last two records. And I think that, uh, it's been validating to know that if I trust my own sort of musical sensibilities and my own heart, that, that, uh, things are probably going to work out the way they're supposed to, <laughs> yeah. or hopefully anyway. Right? No, well, that's part of the reason I love talking to creative people. Cause I, I love to, you know, to understand how things change over time, you know, based on the yeah. projects you're involved with. The album is heading out into the world. What happens now? You have, uh, you know, we're still in COVID times, unfortunately. So it's going to take a little while to see how the, the live scene settles. But have you had a chance to play much over the, the last few months? And you have any touring planned over the, the next year or so? You know, it's trickling back. And I've got shows booked for, for next month when the record comes out to support the release, just around Alberta mainly. But uh, they're all going to happen. I'm sure we'll see, like, some variants on attendance just depending on people's comfort levels and stuff like that but I'm, I'm just thrilled that you know i'm going to go out on the road and play a few shows with the band that recorded the album which will be really fun and yeah and i'm, and I'm making plans for for the spring too to kind of get outside of alberta and do some shows out west and out east and uh you know hopefully hopefully by spring we're kind of feeling like maybe things are a little bit more back to normal but uh i know we've said that a few times <laughs> i know something rears its head right so yeah, absolutely. Uh, but i'm just gonna plan like things are gonna you know <laughs> gonna work out <laughs> that's yeah. all i can do well we'll know? keep our fingers crossed that that yeah. certainly will be the case it's been wonderful to talk to you today 
If you want to learn more about T. Buckley's music, you can go to tbuckley.ca. And I want to encourage you, you know, encourage you to buy the new album, Frame by Frame. It's absolutely fabulous. Uh, if you don't have Miles We Put Behind, you certainly need to, to pick that one up as well, because these are two very solid albums. There's not a weak track on either of them. It's absolutely, okay. absolutely solid. So definitely check them out. We have time for one more song. We're going to finish with one of my favorite songs from the album, Before I Get to Turn Around. Now, this to me is just a is a wonderful song because it really draws you in. There's a wonderful story attached to it. You know, we were talking about songwriting before and how songs come to life. Can you give us a, a little bit of an insight into how you developed this song and tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, for sure. So this song, actually, I picked up a pen right after getting off the phone with a kind of an old friend who'd he'd sort of made some tough choices, I think, in his younger life. He'd, he'd kind of gotten caught up into, you know, I, I guess for lack of better words, he, he the drug trade a little bit. So he, you know, that had taken him down a certain road. He was trying to kind of get things back on track and was phoning me you know, sort of telling me all this, which was a, was a pretty heavy thing to hear, but also, you know, I guess also somewhat hopeful, but I, I, I think a big part of the piece of songwriting, as much as we do thing, we, a lot of stuff that we'll write is autobiographical. There's also a piece of it too, where you're trying to be kind of empathetic and maybe get into somebody else's shoes sometimes too. And I was just sort of trying to imagine what his headspace would be and what he would be going through after kind of running down a certain road and kind of being a little bit out of options and, and trying to figure out how how he's going to kind of make this thing right again, you know. So that was that was sort of the start of where the song came from. It very much is, I sort of suppose, about him. But of course, then once you get into writing it, you're sort of casting your own perspective on the situation a little bit too and and the characters can can morph and change a little bit from from that initial inspiration but uh but yeah that was an interesting one songs don't necessarily happen that way a lot of the time but that one to me seemed it, it was just such a powerful image i mean he was literally on the road heading out of town when he phoned me yeah and it, it i think it really ties into the the theme behind the album you know that these yeah. are you know, these are, are real life stories of, of people, you know, in different situations. You raise an interesting point because that's how you we think about it as a listener. You know, when we're listening to these songs, one of the great things about art is it gives you an opportunity to reflect on your own life while you're enjoying it. So I wanted to really thank you for what is a wonderful song. And thanks again for a great interview. Oh, absolutely, Jan. I, I appreciate you taking the time and having me on the show and uh, for all the kind words. Um, yeah, th thanks so much. No, that's great. Well, we look forward to seeing you out on the road and hopefully into Ontario in the, the next year or so. That would be that would be absolutely wonderful. This is T. Buckley with Before I Get to Turn Around from his wonderful new album, Frame by Frame. You're listening and watching Folk Roots Radio. And I'm Chan Hall. And thanks again.
stardust in the moon Cigarette dashboard radio Going in and out of tune I'm running out of chances So I gotta make this count The things I learned to live with I'm trying to put them down How a siren from a cop car Could make my heart beat race Made up occupations To try and save face All other phone calls late at night Desperation in the voices On the end of the line So I'm driving far away Somewhere that I can turn the page Will this dark road break me down Before I get to turn around We used to tell ourselves It was just boys being boys One day you're pushing 40 It's still the same old noise Pushing powder pills Methamphetamine From the attics on the corner To the rich kid party scene So I'm driving far away Somewhere that I could turn the page Will this dark road break me down Before I get to Yeah.